There are some incredibly big questions that humanity has been asking about the universe since we first began looking upwards. What is the universe like? How did it get to be this way? Where did it all come from? And what is its eventual fate? There were huge advances that were needed in order to answer these questions, such as understanding what the universe was made of, how fast it was expanding, and what the laws governing it were. But once we know that, not only can we answer these questions, but we can do it with a single equation. It's known as the first Friedman equation, and I call it the most important equation in the universe. Find out why on this edition of the Starts With a Bang podcast. In March of 2018... Perimeter Institute put out a call to 14 physicists, astronomers, and mathematicians, including me, to ask what our favorite equation was. Of course, the first Friedman equation was what I picked, and here's what I said. The first Friedman equation describes how, based on what is in the universe, its expansion rate will change over time. If you want to know where the universe came from and where it's headed, all you need to measure is how it is expanding today and what is in it. This equation allows you to predict the rest. That's an incredibly powerful statement. What you have on one side of the Friedman equation is something that's very measurable. It's the Hubble expansion rate of the universe. What you have on the other side is the sum of all the different forms of energy, something like radiation and normal matter and dark matter and neutrinos and spatial curvature and any topological defects and dark energy all on the other side. The balance between those two and the laws governing them allows you to predict the expansion of the universe from a measurement you make at any time in its history, including today. Here is the reason why it works. You start off with general relativity as your theory of gravity. General relativity, when Einstein first put it forth in 1915, did three huge things that all of its competitors failed to do. The first thing it did was it reproduced all the previous successes of Newton's gravity. Newton's gravity is not a theory to be taken lightly. It predicts all the gravitational phenomena here on Earth, all of the gravitational phenomena that we've observed in space from the moon orbiting the Earth to the Earth and all the other planets orbiting the sun, including comets and asteroids as well. It was tremendous. The one thing Newton's theory couldn't do was explain why the perihelion of Mercury, why Mercury's orbit advanced and behaved as it did. Newton got you 99 plus percent of the way there, but it couldn't get those last little 0.7 percent that was needed. 
Einstein's general relativity was the missing link. It allowed us to explain with perfect accuracy at the precision of the day how the perihelion of Mercury should advance, and it made up for those deficiencies in Newton's gravity. But the third thing general relativity did was spectacular. It also made new predictions that were different from Newton's predictions that we could go out and measure them. The specific new prediction that led to relativity replacing Newton's gravity was a prediction for the bending of starlight, which was verified in 1919 during the total solar eclipse. At that moment, general relativity replaced Newton's old theory of gravity. Einstein also added a cosmological constant to his equations. He didn't need to. General relativity works just fine with or without a cosmological constant. But Einstein put it in for a simple reason. If he hadn't put it in, then the equations of general relativity predict that a static, stable, unchanging universe would be unstable the universe would have to either expand or contract. And yet, if the universe were to contract, it would collapse into a black hole and it wouldn't be able to exist. So Einstein added a cosmological constant for that exact reason, to keep the universe static and prevent it from collapsing in on itself. But just a few years later, in 1922, the foundations of relativity and our conception of the universe would shake again. Soviet physicist Alexander Friedman decided not to make any assumptions other than the obvious that the universe was filled with matter, with radiation, and with any other arbitrary forms of energy you can imagine. But he didn't imagine it was filled randomly. He imagined that it was filled in a particular way, isotropically and homogeneously. Isotropic meant the universe on a large scale average would be the same in all directions. And homogeneous meant on average it was the same in all locations. This is true to the best of our observational limits, but if you make this assumption in general relativity, what you'll find is you get a unique general solution and a uniquely described space-time for it. What you'll find is that the universe remains the same in all directions and at all locations, but will uniformly expand or contract over time. Today, we call this the FLRW metric, and the F is for Friedman. The L is for Lemaitre, who independently found this solution in 1927. The R is for Howard Robertson, who also found independently this same solution in 1928. And a little bit later, the W is for Arthur Walker, who extended Robertson's results in the 1930s. But Friedman preceded them all. His work came out in 1922, meaning it even preceded the very first evidence from Edwin Hubble's data that the universe was actually expanding. 
But Friedman, despite that accomplishment, didn't simply find this solution in general relativity. He solved these solutions generically to turn them into equations of motion that would describe exactly how the universe was expanding or contracting. I said equations of motion because he derived two. The first equation said that the expansion rate or more accurately, the expansion rate squared, equals the sum of three terms. The first term is the matter and energy density of all the different types of matter and energy in the universe. The second term is the curvature of space, either positively curved, negatively curved, or flat. And that third term was the cosmological constant, or the energy inherent to space itself. The second Friedman equation said that the change in the expansion rate will equal the sum of two terms. There will be a matter energy density term plus a pressure term. Radiation has a positive pressure, for example, or dark energy has a negative pressure. And the second term would be the cosmological constant. The fact that Friedman found these solutions is important because of their connection to measurables. The expansion rate is simply the Hubble parameter that you measure from Hubble's law. The other quantities are densities that you can measure by looking at the universe itself and indirectly from how the expansion rate changes as you go to greater and greater distances. Although it's easiest to measure these quantities now, right? We measure these quantities today because we live today in the universe. These equations apply to more than just now alone. The biggest lesson that you learn from looking at the Friedman equations is that they tell you the universe is not static. A static solution in the universe is unstable, but what Friedman's equations tell you is that the universe, as long as it's filled with stuff, no matter what that stuff is, the universe must either expand or contract. And the only thing that determines which one it's doing is what the expansion rate is and the contents of your universe are. They tell you not just what it is today, but how the universe will evolve with time arbitrarily far into the future or the past. They can tell you whether the universe had a singular beginning. They can tell you whether the universe will eventually recollapse or expand forever. And if it's going to recollapse, it can tell you exactly when. And if it won't recollapse, it will tell you exactly how far in the future you need to go for things to expand to a certain point. What's remarkable is that Friedman put this out before we discovered that the universe was expanding, before Hubble even discovered that there were galaxies beyond the Milky Way in the universe. It wouldn't be until the next year after Friedman, 1923, that Hubble would identify Cepheid variable stars in Andromeda, teaching us that its distance is far, far larger than anything we'd seen in the Milky Way. It taught us that whatever this object is in Andromeda, it must be far outside what we know of as our own galaxy. 
And that was the year after Friedman put forth his equations. It wouldn't be until the late 1920s that Lemaitre, and later Hubble independently, would put the redshift and distance figures together to conclude that the universe was expanding and to estimate its expansion rate for the first time. By that time, the young Friedman had already tragically died of typhoid fever, which he had contracted while returning from his honeymoon in 1925. The first Friedman equation is the equation that relates how the universe expands quantitatively to what makes up the matter and energy within it. Measure what's in your universe today and how fast it's expanding right now, and you can extrapolate forwards or backwards in time by arbitrary amounts. You can know how the universe was expanding in the distant past, even immediately after the Big Bang. You can know in the future whether it will recollapse or not. It won't. Or whether the expansion rate will asymptote to zero. It won't or whether the expansion will continue forever with a positive rate, which it will. Although Friedman died before we had put together the expanding universe picture, his scientific legacy is incomparable. Nearly 100 years after his influential work, his solution and his equations are still used in their original form. Despite all we've learned, everything his equations imply are still valid today. In addition, Friedman had the pleasure of teaching and mentoring a young George Gamow, who in the 1940s would take Friedman's equations and Hubble's data and combine them to formulate for the first time what would grow into the Big Bang Theory of our cosmic origins in a very real way. Friedman was the person who brought us from our early misconceptions of what the universe could be into our modern understanding of beginning from a hot, dense, expanding state and then coming to be the way we observe it today and headed far into our cosmic future. As far as the universe is concerned, the first Friedman equation is far and away the most important one we've ever derived. It takes us from our cosmic origins to and through the present day and arbitrarily far into the distant future all the way to our ultimate fate. It's directly connected to quantities we can observe and measure, and it's persisted for nearly a century without any add-ons or modifications. If you want to know where our entire universe came from and where it's headed, the first Friedman equation will literally give you the entire universe. The Starts With a Bang podcast is made possible through the generous donations of our Patreon supporters. Support us at patreon.com slash startswithabang. I'd like to thank everyone who's donating to help support us at the $5 a month level and above. Thanks go to Rob Hansen, Samir Kumar, Bakhtiar, Chris Shaw, Pavel Zuzelski, Denier, Thomas Sola, Pedro Texera, Igor Mitrofanov, Alexander Marius, John Kozura, 
Flo, Jose Enrique, Nick Tomlinson, Elver Sena Sosa, Frederick Martello, Gaijin, DGE, Sean Foley, Rafael Wojcik, Paulina, Marcelo Barnaba, Danny, Andrew T. Douglas, Richard Jousey, Chris Hilly, Weller Tractor Salvage, Zarko Opachik, James Nance, Karen Garrison, Sidney Atwood, Benjamin Turner, Kelly Kudrick, John Seal, Mark, Philip Radilovic, Fraser Kane, Frank, Darren Redfern, Dana Bridges, Peter Williams, Patrick Dennis, David Taschioni, Jeffrey Kidd, Kevin Barnes, Glenn McDavid, Naked Bunny with a Whip, Ron Lyle, Joe McFarland, Braxton Thomason, Richard Schwartz, Harry Plumley, Ronan Yechazel, Nick Delroy, Amy Thompson, Tomas All, Steve Shaber, Mark Armstrong, Ahmed Lee Kamsi, John Methot, Amira Sosnick, Radek Nesbida, and Nathan Hanna. Thanks, everybody, and see you back here next time for more Starts With a Bang. <laughs>